are there. The effort is to force them to open these records so that families can figure out what happened to their children and children can figure out what happened to their mothers. Right. So how long of a period did this go on for? It was about a 25 or 30 year period from the mid-20s or late 20s, 1920s to about 1952 or 53 um, in Spain, all over Spain. So did they sell all these babies to just in Spain or did they sell them to the elite all over the world? It looks as though they went to families all over the world, but their focus was on the, you know, wealthy, connected families who supported the um, the regime or whatever you would call that the government then in place. So they were trying. It was a social engineering project. Sure, children were not raised by socialists and were properly raised as communists and. Um, they felt that these families were better suited to produce the kind of children they wanted to populate the country. So, and the plan. How did this woman that's in jail now? How did she find out that this had happened to her? You know, I don't have those. I do not have the details about her yet. Only in as much as that she's the only person to have been jailed, and yet she is one of the babies who was sold away from her mother at birth. Right. So what did they do with the money? The, the Catholic Church sold them. So what did they do? Keep all the money from these three hundred thousand babies they sold? It look. I I think that's the case. I mean, when you look back in history, you see that the Catholic Church has made a practice of looting other countries and stealing wealth. So it wouldn't surprise me in the least that the church held on to those funds. Um, you know, the 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 hierarchy is such that the cardinals and bishops live lives of incredible luxury. So, really? you know, that's expensive. Oh, yeah, they live like princes. Hmm. Wow. So, I mean, well, 300,000 babies, that's, that's a lot What's of babies that? to peddle. Yes. Yes. My God. So, so they told all these mothers that their babies died or they were deformed or something, and so they took yep. them. So we got the we got the children that were sold, probably upset. Well, I wonder how many of the mothers are still alive. Right. Well, yeah, chances are many of the mothers are no longer living, given that, uh, you know, this was nearly 100 years ago when it began, you know, 90 right. years ago. So, right. Um, and this is just coming and, out now. You know, that's probably the only reason why it's getting any press now is because... Uh, you know, everybody's dying or dead. Many of the people involved in the actual trafficking are gone, right? The church officials. And, and this, is the, this is what we see happen time and time again, is that these crimes are covered up until the perpetrators are finally gone, and then a little bit of it gets out. And so, um, you know, just like we've seen with, like, Jimmy Saville and Ted Heath in the British... Um, government, you know, these these individuals don't get really ever exposed until they're gone. Right. And so so at this church, it was the nuns that were doing this. Right. Right. Yeah. It must like have been, you know, how they, there were these church hospitals, the Catholic hospitals all over the place. And sure. so, um, you know, often the poor would go there. All the all Catholics would go there, certainly. And many Catholics were very poor because they had many children. <laughs> so, right. um, <laughs> they got so quite that the setup was, going on, eh? The Catholic pardon? Church. I said they got quite the setup going on. The Catholic Church. Yeah, they show sure women not to, to use birth control, and then we steal their babies. Then they steal their babies. That's right. Oh. And sell them. Yeah. And I wanted to bring the point out about the nuns because, like, like we talked about when Kevin Annette was on. You know, asking him how involved are these nuns? You know, because what we all we hear about is the priests, you know, raping children and, and stuff. But we never usually hear about the nuns. But like, 
he said that if, right. if they stay in here, they will be excommunicated if they didn't go along with all this. The right. Deal oh, uh, yes. That's and now they this, have to protect the, the church. Yes, yes. Well, I'll tell you, this, I have a real aversion to priests and nuns. Well, oh, rightfully so. I mean, the, the the more you dig in, the more you realize that, you know, the the Vatican and the Catholic Church are just another variety of organized crime syndicates. I mean, they have, they're trafficking these babies. And it's not only in Spain. I, I'm sure you've heard. In Ireland, it was the same case, where these young women who became pregnant either through rape or um, were were unwed otherwise would be brutalized in these um, these convents where they go to have their babies and then their babies would be sold off or killed. Many times they were just dumped in graves. And, and the church has obstructed all attempts to uh, exhume the remains at these locations where survivors have named um, it as the place where they and or their babies were housed and killed. So, um, and, and there were thousands upon thousands of them there as well. Many women were raped, many nuns were raped by priests and, you know, they they had this need already because it was such a problem among the adults, and then you know it just expanded into being a child trafficking operation and a steady supply of children for the church, the the men to abuse the priests. Right, right, and I think Kevin um, Annette had said too that Pope um, Francis, when he was in South America, that he was trafficking children. Yes, no, it was part of the whole, it was that same program, yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, It was um, the whole socialist thing, you know, to try and ensure that these children were raised to be, you know, dutiful, obedient, and subservient. Yeah. Well, isn't this something, you know, all these years later that this stuff comes out. That's the same with that, that Cardinal um, McCarrick. You know, the, right. uh, the person that came forward is a 60-year-old man now. Right. And um, then, he, then McCarrick started abusing him in 1969, and he's 60 years old now. And, this, and you know, interestingly, almost all of the coverage I've noticed on his case is that around his abuse of adult men in seminaries right. because apparently he mm-hmm. was overseeing one of the seminaries in Washington D.C. I believe and had sexually assaulted numerous men who were there, you know, in training. Um, and then he did this systematically, apparently. And then he was promoted to cardinal. And this is the very man who was put in charge of the Dallas Charter in response to the child rape crisis within the church itself. And and their allegation of him sexually assaulting the, the now six-year-old man who was 16 or so at the time he was raped or assaulted he would, we, had already been known. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was actually started. He's actually only eleven when when he started. Uh, oh, eleven. Oh, okay. Messing with Sorry. Him. Yeah, but but I think he. But he, you know, he did different things, and then um, and then I think he he didn't get raped until he was like sixteen or something. Oh, so he was grooming him when yeah. he was younger. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. typical. But but it went on you know, for twenty years. Very little said about that. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that was the big thing then that he said, let me see here, I'm I'm looking over. When he was 13, he said the priest first touched his penis. At 14, he said McCarrick masturbated him in the beach parking lot. When he was 15, oh, McCarrick took him into a restaurant in San Francisco, the Tonga Room, and poured vodka in his drinks. He then brought him back to his hotel room and masturbated him and brought him to orgasm, James said. And later he joined the Navy but continued his relationship with McCarrick, who would take him on his New York beach house, the same home where other men claimed the now Cardinal would have sex with them. 
And so then he came forward, but um, this, well, my character, He's been banned from the church, but, you know, will he be charged with those crimes is the question. And will he be prosecuted? Because it just never seems to happen. I know it. I know it. Well, yeah, he's supposedly facing 20 years in prison, but we'll see. But he also, yeah, by former priest, he said um, said that McCarrick was having sex with dozens of budding priests in the 80s and 90s and tried to raise awareness about his predatory, this guy's tried to raise awareness about his predatory nature. So this yeah. is going on, yeah, that he was just, he was raping all these priests when they come in. Oh. Right. Right, and he was, you know, being in the position, he was in a position of authority over them. And, you know, so I'm sure that they felt they couldn't refuse him. But it's just, it's incredible. And then there's Cardinal Pell, as you had mentioned, you know, who is being widely protected by the church. And we had all of those bishops resign en masse in... Um, where was Chile or Bolivia? Yeah, I can't remember. Chile. Yes, and they, Chile. And they only accepted two. There were three dozen or so resignations, and only two were accepted. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when he when the Pope was down in Chile, that's when he was accusing the sexual abuse victims of slandering the priest and who raped them and right. and trying and saying they were just trying to make the Vatican look bad. You know, right. angry protesters threw some item at him and hit him in the face, the Pope, you know, when he was down in Chile. I that was possible. This is just incredible. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So um, then we, let's see here. Um, oh, we got to go down to the uh, Hollywood perverts and pedophiles. This is getting more disgusting by the day. I'll tell you, Trish. You know, we're on this movement to to end this pedophile network. But I'm telling you, what's coming out anymore about raping infants and babies and stuff is just, it is getting so disgusting that people like me, even, and I've been covering this for three years, I mean, I'm just, I just can't hardly take it anymore, Trish. I mean, now we're down to infants and babies, and I just, but this is what they want. You know, they don't want us to cover it, and most people can't. Look at it, you know. Like I posted the one out here um, about the about this guy raping a baby that that got sent to prison, and and you know a commenter said on Facebook, you know, I can't even read that, you know. And I told her, I know this is hard, horribly hard, but this is what they want. Right. You know, the people are so disturbed and appalled that they just get away from it, and that's how this has stayed secret for so many years because people can't look at this stuff. That's right. Yeah, no, it's horrifying. And but although I will say, you know, it's uh, I'm thrilled that there are journalists who are covering it. I'm kind of surprised to see it. Not that Breitbart is mainstream, but even Breitbart is covering this now. We see it in Zero Hedge. Um, other other individuals are writing on Medium or Steemit, and and it's really uh, Elizabeth Foss was covering Joel Davis, you know, a high profile young man who was lauded by the most powerful people around the world on human rights, and you know, here we have text from him, you know, talking about trying to rape a six- or seven-year-old boy, but being unsuccessful because he was squirming too much, quote-unquote, and that he, you know, fingered a, what, three-year-old or something? I don't remember what, it's just like, it's just horrifying, but it is real, and like you said, people have to confront this, because he is not the exception, as we are now seeing. There are three of these guys now, just in the last week or so, with James Gunn, Dan Harmon, and um, Michael Ian something or other, or Kelly, I think, you know. Right. Um, they're, you know, all of them talking about joking and making references to having sex with infants and toddlers. It's just right. 
so I think you cannot see that example with so many different people involved and deny that it's there's got to be a problem there. <laughs> a, a big problem there, right? I was yeah. watching a little clip from The View today on uh, on this James Gunn um, tweets and stuff. And I missed They that. really played it down, you know, and they were like, you know, they're that old, these tweets are that old. And he apologized. He said he's not the same person as he was back then and stuff. And I said, BS. You know, you know, you talk yeah. about raising babies and, and toddlers. If that and were stuff. Donald Trump who did that, they, the yeah. outrage would be off the charts. Absolutely. The and so it should be. It should be because I said, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't write about something like this and, and make jokes about it like it's real. And then 10 years later and say, oh, I've changed. I'm not like that anymore. No, you're a pedophile once you're always a pedophile. Well, yeah, and, I mean, the idea that that was ever fun, you know, I, I think most people know there are just certain lines you don't cross. And while James Gunn's tweets were relatively tame compared to what Dan Harmon did in that video where he literally undresses himself and simulates raping a baby. And and he produced this film with intent. He wrote a script. He did, you know, um, sound effects. And he produced this uh, and introduces it as a project of his. And then even after this making this he still gets hired by Cartoon Network. It's just it's just ghastly. It's beyond belief. Yeah. It really is. And you know, and in these social media platforms, you know, it's pretty funny that they I can't even believe that they would put this stuff in tweets. You know? Yeah. All of them are 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 very open about it. That's the other thing. It's like we're not we're not seeing content uh, that is private stuff that you know could be argued that their their privacy was violated. They're openly posting this stuff w- with impunity, as though it is utterly acceptable and normal. Right now, that Dan Harmon now them in their world, I guess. Right. 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 Now, Dan Harmon, who did he work for? He uh, does the is it. Rick and Morty show on Cartoon Network, and he's done several other. He's worked on several other programs as well, but Cartoon Network is owned by Turner Broadcasting. So, okay. So, uh, and this is the people that they hire at Disney and yeah. and at uh huh and Cartoon. And this is the thing: these are children's shows. These are the directors yes. of children's shows. And this exactly. is what they're Just putting like James out there. Gunn. Uh, yeah, he was the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Um, right. And who was the other one? Oh, um, Michael Ian something or other Kelly, also children's programming. Oh, right, right, right. I posted his tweets. He he had a bunch of horrible tweets too, didn't he? Yeah. And these are. All have to do with children's shows. Yep. Well, this We've is, seen this Kevin Spacey now has been charged by six different individuals for uh, sexual assault as minors when they were very young. We're talking, oh. they weren't 16, 17, they were 11, 12. If right, right, right. I haven't kept up with that. Yeah, tell us what the latest is on that, where he was charged and stuff. Well, all I know is that uh, all that's being reported that I saw anyway was that they've already been charged by three individuals, and then in the last month, another three came forward, which they're adults now, but they, the charges are that he raped them uh, when they were very young, and they were working with him on set or, you know, in some... And he did a... Um, acting program. I guess he coached children in an acting program where he also abused young boys. So Over in the U.K., right? Over in England, right? He did that program? I believe that's right. 
Yeah, we, yeah. So is he charged here in the United States or in the U.K. or in other countries? Because I know they were in investigating the, in, in New Spain. York. I believe it's in, in New York. York. Really? Yes. Wow, how did I miss that? Well, the media isn't covering this stuff, or I wouldn't miss it. Right. That's exactly right. Well, and then you just add to that, um, Evelyn, you know, this was news to me, but it was reported at the time. In 2014, Queen Elizabeth appoints as her closest advisor the guy who founded the Pedophile Information Network. Like, do you want to tell me she didn't know that? You know, appointing someone as her closest advisor, you don't do a little research on the people and determine that they're, you know, of the character and, you know, background you're looking for? My God, she had to have known, but yet she still appointed this guy who was advocating for the age of consent to be lowered to four, age four years old. This is the closest advisor to Queen Elizabeth. And who was that again that's advocating for that? May? Lord, his name is Lord Fulford, and he was appointed her advisor in 2013 or 14. And he launched this network uh, more than a decade ago, as far as I know. And um, the it's called PI for short. And the group advocated for the lowering of the age of consent in the U.K. to four years old. Four years old. Oh yeah. So, this is the leaders of our government doing this. Then yeah. we have our Supreme Court... Uh, What's her name there, old hag, saying to lower the consent oh, for... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In this country. You know, why do they want to yes. do this? Don't people stop and think, why, why do they want to do this? Evelyn, I just, for the life of me, don't get it. I mean, viewing a child as a sexual being is just... You know, I don't know how you get there. And there are all these efforts to normalize it now. We're seeing, you know, the LGBTP, they're saying now is, you know, pedosexuals. They're claiming that they're minor attracted persons, not child rapists. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God, it's really horrifying how they're attempting to normalize this. Oh, sure. And it's just like Whoopi Goldberg, you know. Back when um, Polanski raped that 13-year-old girl and sodomized her, drugged her and sodomized her and everything yes. else, and uh, that uh, Whoopi Goldberg was out there, well, that's not rape, real rape, rape. Well, what else would it be when you right. drug a 13-year-old yeah. girl and rape her and sodomize her? That isn't rape? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just so outrageous. That it really is. But But the good news is, I think, that we're seeing... You know, these people are being outed at such a furious pace that it is absolutely undeniable at this point. Right? right. And, and Right, and we're not going to stop it because, uh, you know, they're doing everything they can to shut us down from exposing this and, and following up on this, but we're not going to stop. No. No way. No way. And um, Kevin, Kevin had sent an email, something about that, uh, you know, they had um, those sheriffs that had gotten beat up, you know, by the Pope's, uh, the Vatican police when they tried to rescue the Pope back there in June, and um, they had they had sued the um, Pope in a European court, and um, they filed for summary judgment now on, on that because they haven't, the, Cap- the Vatican hasn't answered, the Pope hasn't answered their, their lawsuit or anything, and if you don't answer... You know, the person can file for a summary judgment because, by law, you only have so many days to respond to the lawsuit. And they right. just ignored oh, it. Right. good for them. Yeah, yeah. So wow. that's what they do. You know, it's just like when they when they got sued, you know, by the international court that Kevin and those people set up in Brussels. They, they, the um, the Vatican and the, and the Queen of England and all the defendants and everything, they just didn't even respond. Yeah. They didn't even show up no, for the well, case. They, 
they believe they're above the law. They and they, yeah. they they make it clear that they fully expect to do as they please. And we have to ourselves put an end to that because clearly our law enforcement is designed to p- protect them, not prosecute them as criminals. Right. That's for sure. Well, we've got to take them down once and for all. You know, this is a battle of our lifetime. This is against Satanists. It really is. We're battling against. Uh, I. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. There's no question. Do you want to bring Ben on? Um, Yeah, I hope. uh, I hope that um, that he, if he's, if he's there yet. When I called in um, to start the show, I talked to to the guy about, and he said that Ben had called about a half hour earlier, and um, maybe he got the time wrong. I hope that I hope that um, that he can come on. Um, sure. So, as far as Kevin Annette goes, um, for people who aren't familiar, just to give a little background on that, uh, hello, he, hello? You know, he's been working at Sus. International Tribunal on Church uh, Crimes. How is what is it? ICCCS is the um, abbreviation. But there were four common law sheriffs that attempted to execute arrest warrants on Vatican officials, including the Pope, who has been um, charged with crimes against children. And uh, these men were brutalized when they attempted to execute the, the arrest warrants and now have sued the Vatican and others for, for damages because the Vatican is, by law, responsible for all actions by the, the security force that they use within the Vatican um, city. So... Uh, that puts the Pope right at the uh, center of responsibility and accountability. So just the whole process itself is very revealing, uh, you know, in terms of... <clears throat> Sheriffs, they would have took them and walked them up, and they would have they never came back out. They would have killed them. They wouldn't oh, even no be... Oh, no question. No question. Yeah. Well, I think we've got Ben here. Do we have Ben here? Hello. Yes. Hello. Welcome, Ben. Welcome back me? to the show. Yes. Uh, well, why don't you tell how y'all, you know people? How y'all doing? We had you on a few weeks ago, but why don't you tell the people the story and then tell about the, you taking the polygraph test to uh, verify your story? Oh, well, okay. So essentially, um, uh, I I had recently come forward and uh, I was trying to explain. That I had been to a party back in 2007, and uh, it had a whole lot of different, very interesting guests. I guess not at the time. At the time, I didn't know who any of these people were, but uh, in context of nowadays, with what's in the paper, uh, these, these people were all really big fish, or at least became uh, eventual big fish in politics. Um, so I, I went to a party. It was in Hamden, Connecticut, uh, off of uh, Skiff Street, and uh, this was in 2007, around February. And um, it was uh, a Nexium recruitment mixer uh, among some of the other guests. We had um, Allison Mack, Keith Rainier, um, Eric Schneiderman, um, Eric Schneiderman. Now Eric Schneiderman. He's the uh Past Attorney General of New York that just quit, just dropped out because because of um, his history of beating up women and sexual slaves and stuff. And that was just a couple months ago. This Eric Schneiderman. So go on. I just wanted people to know who that is. That he shows up yeah, now yeah. in 2018. But go on. Uh, another fella, uh, James Alephantis was there. James Alephantis um, of Pizzagate fame. And um, Nancy Salzman, she was also there, as well as um, Claire and Sarah Bronson. Right. And Nancy Salzman is connected to the Clinton Global Initiative, and she's one of the co-founders of Nexium, for which Allison Mack 
has now and Keith Lanier have both been charged with human and child sex trafficking. Hmm. Just, and then the Bronfman sisters that you mentioned, Ben, are the billionaire heiresses to the Seagram's fortune that financed Nexium to the tune of $150 million and also um, were, are protecting Keith Rainier and helping finance his defense, it appears. But so just for background purposes, but please go on, Ben. And uh, right. two other people that were there. Uh, was Anthony Weiner and Uma Abedin. Right, right. They're all there together, all the perverts and pedophiles hanging out together in 2007, and now it's 2018, and it's just coming out now. But the all-star there was Stormy Daniels, right, Ben? Yeah, Stormy, she was she was right there. And uh, yeah. I got to hang out with her for just a little bit. What she? What was she like? She was all right. She was amiable. Um, yeah. She's down to earth. Uh, yeah. She's a friendly person. Yeah. You know, for for being an adult film star, porn star, she was a she. She seemed like a a, a nice person. <laughs> well, I'm sure they all seemed like. How... Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I, I don't know. It's, it's anyone's you... guess. I, I don't know like, anything. That, I think that whatever there. she's doing now with this guy at Michael Avenatti. I'm not even sure. Is Michael Avenatti a real lawyer? I, I, that's a funny. That's because I swear. Uh, I have a theory that he he might. I don't know. Maybe he played like a. Um, he was in like a porno as a lawyer or something like that, and just no one ever told him otherwise. So he just kept going with it. I don't know. But they're doing some kind of weird show right now, and um, I think I almost want to say that they're on Trump's payroll or something like that. There's something up with that, and. Um, Really? Why do you want to say that? The, the, well, the other side of that is that, you know, I had been paying attention to her Twitter a little bit, and I noticed that a week before her arrest, she had put out a tweet that said, um, so why not, uh, so, something around the lines, I'm going to paraphrase, and I might butcher it, I don't know, but she said something around the lines of uh, filming a porno in prison. So I think they all knew what was going to go down and how that was all going to happen. I don't know if that was some publicity or for something. I know that the the name of the club was Sirens, which I mean, Sirens, cops. It, it just seems all kind of uh, uh, contrived in a way. Staged, yeah. Um, uh, there's something up with that. I agree, definitely. Oh, it's very fishy. And then today I said, I see uh, her lawyer announces she's getting a divorce. You know, and I said. Oh, is this another little step in their in their distraction plot? Now you know. I mean, well, it's women low now. You know, from them pulling her out on CNN every day and stuff now. So they come up with another new little twist. Oh, she's getting a divorce now. <laughs> right. Well, apparently, when she was arrested, she uh, indicated that she was single. And oh, really? And someone, yeah, and someone picked up on that. So uh, there was some, another person did some research and discovered that, in fact, uh, they went back to Michael Avenatti, who, who insisted she was still married, but then he had to retract that and acknowledge that, in fact, she had filed for divorce and um, they were separated. You know, so who knows what to believe? You know, yeah. they just make it up yeah. as they go along. You know? That's right. So I agree with that. So, what, uh, so, so, so anyways, um, with with what happened with this story, because I, I had been trying to get some traction on, on because I, it, I know it's a fantastic story. People hear this stuff and they think I'm just full of crap for for the most part. And I don't think it's mostly uh, that people don't believe me. I think that's just people that don't want to believe me. Don't and, want to believe. Uh, well, this is this. Um, we. I've been working with um, someone named the Tamster, and um, she ended up uh, contacting a uh, investigative polygraph service, and I ended up taking a polygraph. Um, in regards, I was asked questions in regards to the um, the, the uh, event that I had gone to and the people that had been at that event, and. Um, we made a video of it. I put it up online, and um, 
as according according to the polygraph uh, technician who he's a he's a the honor and the certified polygraph examiner. Uh, he said I was being honest, that I wasn't trying to be deceptive in any kind of way. He said I was being truthful as far as he was concerned. And, uh, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. He seemed like he he, he wasn't uh, he wasn't full of crap or anything like that. He's a good guy. His name is Stephen D. Ham- Hamry, H-A-M-R-E. And um, yeah, I, he's a I put that video up yesterday on Facebook, your polygraph video. What's that? I said I put that video up yesterday of your polygraph video on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah. then y'all, y'all are all up to speed then. Sure. And and I said, um, I said from the start when this Nexium scandal broke open, I said right off the bat that this is one that's going to be the one that brings the elite down. I just knew they were involved in this. And so when I saw your video, you know, you explained. And then you said Stormy Daniels was there. It was like, holy cow, this is it. You know, here, you put them all together here, and this, this in 2007. So here we are in 2018 when everything's breaking loose, and somebody like you comes forth and tells us what was going on 11 years ago. So they're all together, you know, in Huma, in Wiener, all of them. And then tell us about Wiener now. What was he doing? He was taking some notes or something, wasn't he? Uh, so he came in... Um, I think I just finished a cigarette or something like that, and I had come in, and um, he he just he he was just kind of like this sweaty guy, really really thick, uh, really thick New York accent, uh-huh. and um, uh, you know he he introduced himself. He was polite. Um, he was very alert. Uh, he, he introduced Uma as well to me, and um, I, he just, I, you know, I, none of these people really struck me as super, super weird or deviant or anything like that. They presented themselves as, um, you know, just, just people that were there just to kind of hang out and have fun. You know, I didn't. You know, like I said before, I didn't see them do anything illegal. I didn't see anything really out of the ordinary from from my point of view. Um, but I did, you know, I walked away from that party when I did leave that party. I did feel like, man, that was that was a pretty weird. That was all like that was just really weird. Sure, and, well, and what if? Go ahead, Chris. You said your your girlfriend at the time. Um, described some videos that they were, sh- she and others were shown during the party. Yeah, so they they had they had gone through a session where they all looked at videos, and um, you know later on I I had I had the opportunity you know, I I said you know hey what was up with those videos and uh, my girlfriend's friend who was was originally the person who was invited to the party and then invited uh, my girlfriend at the time. And then that's how I got invited along was through her. I wasn't even supposed to be there. They didn't want any men there as, as far as I could tell. Uh, but they were watching videos. Uh, I asked about it later, and they just said, yeah, it was just all these different weird, you know, murder, like people getting killed or, you know, people getting beaten up and stuff like that. And uh, basically just snuff videos. I mean, that's what, what was being described. And, and why did they were showing those? Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a bizarre thing, and people say, oh, you know, that's that's really weird for you know a bunch of people at a, at a supposed you know just like these, these, a bunch of these Yale girls running around and watching these nuts videos and stuff. But you know, uh, I, I think I've said it before. I mean, Yale is a, a notorious place where there's a lot of secret stuff that goes on there, there all kinds of secret societies and things like that. You go down High Street and see this building 322 right there. That's uh, the Skull and Bones building. Right. Now, how did it occur to you? How did it come to you? Um, come to you at this time that about that party? Um, wait, I, I, pardon me. I, 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 what do you mean? I said, how did it occur to you come forth? Now, how did it occur to you that that party was important at this point in time? Um, 
Well, essentially, I had been watching this this TV show with Allison Mack in it, and it kind of just brought up all these memories of, of, for whatever reason, you know, I had been watching this show, which I, under what I thought, I had never even seen the show before. And as soon as I started watching it, I just had all this deja vu and said, you know, I've seen this before. And I just started trying to dig and think about where I'd seen it before. I was like, oh, yeah, it was at that weird party. And then I just started, all the details just kind of flashed at me. And, uh, you know, like I said before, it was just an oh, shit moment where I just said, oh, wow, you know, all those people, are you kidding me? And then on top of that is thinking about that whole party and then saying, you know, this is almost like seeing a UFO or something. Like, I got to tell people about this, but no... You know, under, under the uh, looking at looking at the uh, parameters of it, I mean, that's, that's a pretty that's a pretty tough uh, statement to give. You know? Yes. Yes. Have people and been so harassing I, you? What's that? Have people been harassing you? Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you you get people who make comments and things like that. But, I mean, overall, I don't think if someone was going to go and try to kill someone, I don't think that they would go and just say so beforehand on the Internet, you know what I mean? So I don't take a lot of things seriously, I guess. Well, if I was you, I would take it seriously, Ben. I'd be mighty careful. Yeah, no, I do. I do. uh, When when I'm uh, out and about, I I do... uh, Take care to look over my shoulder and whatnot, and make sure that you know um, yeah. I'm, I'm not at least, at least as far as I know, not being monitored, followed, or anything like that. Uh, I, I haven't had anyone um, uh, harass me in person or anything like that. So that's you know I'll, that's that's nice. That's good. That's a plus. Right. And uh, I think with the video, I've had a lot of good reception to it. I've had I've had some people. Um, message me or uh, write somewhere and just to say that you know thanks a lot and you know I, uh, I, I think that's really great I think that uh, as as for all the the bad comments I ever get it's just one of those good comments that just sets me right back into um, a good frame of mind where I, I could keep going and just say hey all right let's figure this thing out and, and see what it all means and that's yeah. what it's all about and the people who have come at me and and have been any in any kind of way vicious or um uh just 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 blunt overall just kind of uh, acted in a banal manner these people have something more invested than just having an opinion and it's obvious right uh, i don't think and, and that's where i'll leave that that's i'll leave that right there because that's fine like what i have to say is more important than trying to win some piss fight or some shit fight yeah what do you think about the latest um, news about the latest out of Hollywood, the perverts and pedophiles that are showing up? I don't. I mean, I'm just not surprised whatsoever. But, you know, when these things pop out there, uh, I think it's important to see these things. I mean, people might want to turn away and say, oh, that's disgusting. I don't want to see it. But these are the things that are happening in our world. These are the things, This is the world that we let happen, and we gotta, we got to be able to face up to it and own it. Right, exactly, and we've got to change it. And so, right, the, the stuff that comes out is so horrifying for any of us to look at or read or view, but we have to. You know, they count on that, that, that it's so horrifying and, t- and appalling that we won't look at it. And we and that's how they've gotten away with this for all these years. You know, people can't stand looking at this stuff, but like you said, this is a world we're living in right now, and we have got to fix it. We let it get to this point. You know, for instance, uh, take take Jimmy Jimmy Seville for an example. Nobody nobody even wants to talk about that guy. No one wants to admit anything that that guy did. No one's no one's going to come out and say anything about him. Now think about that. If you were ever molested by that guy, and that nobody's saying anything, that's a powerful thing to have to, to have to sit there and say. You know, nobody seems to give a shit. No, well, because all the people that that won't talk about it, we're involved in it. He was providing children to all the elite. You know, and that's well, why he got Queen Elizabeth, yeah. Queen Elizabeth knighted him three times. She got the, the, he got some award that the only other people that have received that award from the Queen are um, Prince Philip and Prince Charles. Really? And yet, yeah. Yeah. And the Vatican gave an award, too. 
Saville. To Jimmy Saville. Yep. Yeah. I forget what the award is called, but yep, he got one from the Vatican. This is how, well, he's probably supplying them to the Vatican, too. I mean, he, yeah. he was doing, he was raping these kids for, since the 60s, I think. And he died, what, in 2011? Yep. It was over 40 years. And the yeah. current CEO of the New York Times that supposedly mm-hmm. debunked Pizzagate and came yeah. to the defense of James Alephantis, Mark Thompson is his name. Well, Mark Thompson also was chief of the BBC and covered up Jimmy Savile's sexual abuse of children for decades when he was, during the time he was chief of BBC. Liz McKean was a BBC reporter that outed Mark Thompson, and she turned up dead uh, in 2017. Yeah, didn't they shoot her or kill her, like, right outside of her house? She supposedly died of a stroke. That's what was, how it was reported. Oh, but, yeah, right, um, right. But, you know, he's now at the New York Times, and he's, he went straight from the BBC when Liz McKean outed him in 2012 to the New York Times, where he is now. And he's also covered up Tony Podesta. There was a... New York Times article about him that featured the photos around his home of children, nude children um, that were prepubescent, and then they pulled those digital photos but left up the article about him and his, you know, spectacular career that we should all know about. Well, that's the problem we have. You know, all all of these people are involved in this pedophile mess. Yeah. You know, the mainstream media reporters, they're all involved in this themselves. So we can't get the word out. You know, we've got to do it this way, the alternate media. Ben, is there, where can people, what is your hope now that you've come out with this? I mean, have you been able to um, get interviews or have people been writing about your story? Or what is it you'd like to see come of this? Um, I think I think these things are all just pieces of a puzzle we need to put together. There's there's a certain operation. There's a code language. There's all kinds of different aspects. There's uh, uh, people who 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 have put all this together. There's people who clean it up. There's people who hide it. There's you know we we have all these different intricate mechanisms, and it's all a matter of just trying to decipher uh, what these these people have done for so long. Right. Well, Ben, I want to thank, thank you, you so much. much for coming on. That you are so brave, you know, and we will definitely keep in touch. Well, Trish, thanks a lot. Thank you, uh, Evelyn. And thank you, Ben. Thanks. Okay, well, we will see you next week, people. Bye. Bloody and bruised. I feel so helpless and confused. Because I hear screaming on the left. On the right, I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my